morning. It's Rise and Stein live on a Facebook Live Passover Seder this morning. Never been done before. Uh, but it's one of the coolest things uh, I, I think we've ever done here. As uh, you're right, you're in your chair now. Okay. I don't know what's going Just, on. Discovering why it's never been done live on radio before. Uh, but you're looking, you're look, you're looking live. That's my Brent Musburger. You're looking live at the Victory ninety one point five studios in Cumming, Georgia. I want to say hi to Joe in Monroe. And Angie listening in Alpharetta hey, and Angie. Regina in Corona, California. I've been to your Corona. Uh, Urania in... I thought that was my Corona. <laughs> Sharona. We got it. So close. <laughs> we, 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 we got it. Uh, Urania listening in Miami. Uh, second person chiming in from Miami this morning. And Nina in Sewanee. Hey, if good morning to our friend uh, Daryl Cheney listening. Yes, awesome. Austin, the big red machine. Former brave thing. Ba- baseball uh, uh, legend. Mm-hmm. He's got a World Series ring from 1976. Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati right? Reds, yep. Beat the Yankees. Wow. The things he remembers. You want the whole starting lineup? No. Okay. <laughs> Honey, when's my birthday? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who plays yours up. That's right. <clears throat> it was Dave Concepcion. <laughs> Thank you. It was. And that's how Daryl Cheney got it got into the lineup because Dave Concepcion broke his leg. Wow. See? The things the things we know that mm-hmm. what are we gonna do with them? Yep. We have to wait for that moment of time. Mm-hmm. Let me share that with you. Okay. Continuing with the Passover Seder. <laughs> so apparently they did not play baseball in Egypt, but there was a bit of slavery there, so God was setting them free. Mm. So we are at a very cool part of uh, the the Seder. Now this is kind of in, in most traditions would this would be kind of towards the end of the end of the Seder. You're eating the Afikoman. So it was optional because it was dessert, they thought. So Here's the the rules of the Afikoman. It has to be found and brought back. The one who finds it receives a great reward. So often it would be a child, and they would have some kind of gift for it. And, of course, when you have children in the house, Afikoman is a wonderful teaching lesson because everybody likes a gift. And so you go, you find, you hide it in the couch cushion or something. They go find it. They bring it back. You give them a gift. And it reminds us of Jesus. And, and that's probably the best part of, of all is there there is no greater gift. It's not a little trinket. He is life mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Now, as um, Leanna alluded to earlier, the rabbis, I've got, I didn't hide mine very well, so I went and found it myself. I was going to say, I don't recommend just eating anything you find in your couch cushions. <laughs> because I Have found an entire cheese quesadilla once. <laughs> True story. She did. It was delicious. <laughs> So, but it is wrapped in a in a cloth neck. This one was mine, and these are. Mm-hmm. I'm go ahead and pass out. You'll have to remember which one was yours if you want the same Jesus, or you can have his Jesus. It's all one Jesus. So, it must have stripes, and if you look at it, you can see uh, what they do to make it cook. Of course, they're putting holes all the way through it, but of course, that has a purpose. And they also do them in lines, and so you end up with stripes because Jesus was afflicted and striped. It has to be pierced. Jesus was pierced. It must be without leaven. Jesus was without sin. Now, mind you, this these rules came before Jesus came. Mm-hmm. All right? So all of this happened. It was prophetic speaking of him. Isaiah 53, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So for those of you that 
are just trying to figure out, do I encounter Jesus? Do I trust Jesus? Is, could, this, could he possibly be God? Is he really the Messiah? This is just one more piece that says, oh. And Jesus was always trying to help the disciples. Sailors would usually save some of the afikom, and you always didn't eat it. You know, some people just saved it with them. This Sailor. is pre, pre-Jesus? Uh, pre and post, both. Wow. So... So people, you know, fishermen or what exactly. have you. Exactly. Yeah. So most of the disciples were fishermen. So most of them would have a little pouch with an Afikoman while they're walking with Jesus and sailing <laughs> with Jesus. And can you imagine their little Afikoman in their pouch and suddenly they're on a rocky sea. Jesus, you know, calms the sea and they're going, hey, wait a minute. You're mm. the, the Afikoman. And so they don't discover it till the Last Supper. But if they were very clever, like Peter, obviously, uh, was very quick to recognize. He says, you're, you're the Messiah. You are the Son of God. So um, they believed it would calm the sea. And sure enough, Jesus will calm the real sea, and he'll uh-huh. calm the sea inside of you too. So it was during the eating of the Afikoman and the blessing of it, the Bible tells us Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. Now, we already broke it, but we'll break this one again. And said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. You know, Paul wrote, a man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. So it's not just any bread. This is literally that moment in the in the Last Supper was the first time they finally realized, no, wait, this is your body. So the lamb is your body. Everything here is Jesus. But this specifically is so you can pray and, and take and eat the bread that is Jesus. Hmm. You're watching a live Passover Seder on Victory 91.5 from our studios here. This is this is something that I grew up on, you know, with with my parents having a Passover Seder every year. And as we got further along, it became more and more humanistic, more and more secular to where th- there wasn't even a mention of God. Mm-hmm. It was Moses did this and Moses did that, the exodus sure. from Egypt. And... And I remember the last Passover Seder that I had with my parents before I moved to Georgia in 2008. And I had just been saved. Wow, and 10 I rem- years ago. And I remember sitting there thinking, this has nothing to do with the actual Passover Seder. Wow. This isn't even close. And I, and I wanted to honor them. And, yeah. I, and I didn't want to appear, you know, self-righteous in any way. Sure. So I just kind of went along with it. And I kind of shared a couple of things. And... And now hearing hearing this and having Passover for the last few years with Leanna, understanding the the shadows of everything pointing to Jesus, really powerful. Oh, uh, it's just, it's mind-blowing. And it's interesting, too, because we're not going to observe all the traditions, but after you eat the Afikom and that, 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 the body of Jesus, mm-hmm. no other food may be eaten for the rest of the night. You can have coffee and you can have the other two cups of wine or juice. You can tea and water. The reason is so that the taste of the matzah that was eaten during the meal remains in our mouths. Mm. So you want to taste and see that he is good, and you want to remember that. So that's part of that. But, of course, for us, we've been doing this on radio, so this is our meal, actually. So the third cup comes next. Remember, three different cups. The third cup is the cup of redemption and the cup of blessing. With this cup, Israel remembers their deliverance from slavery. We remember our redemption from sin. It was from the plague of death by the blood of the first Passover lamb. It's the verse, I will redeem you. 
If the afikomen was his body, obviously the third cup is his blood. He said in the same way after supper, he took the cup, meaning the third cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So again, you ask God to, you just examine your heart and allow him to do that work. And in a real sense, the main Passover concludes with that. We still have a bunch because we, re- we have the resurrection and we have all the things <laughs> to talk about. But uh, take and pray and drink the third cup. Is this the cup, Ray, when it's uh, talking about in Matthew, when Jesus is sitting there, that is this the cup in the in the meal that Jesus would have drank himself? People argue that one. They say that uh, he just said, take and drink this. I'm not going to drink it until I'm in heaven with you. I believe, mm. he did. I believe he did. But again, everything in this that I've shared with you, if you Google it, they'll argue about it. You know, from the, when did Jesus, when was he crucified? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Mm-hmm. Is this, this, is this, that? You know, the the wonderful thing is, you know, everybody's fine to to disagree and to discuss and to argue. I mean, that's a Jewish tradition, for goodness sakes. But the the reality is, it matters what it it matters what it is to you. The real issue isn't whether he drank or not. Whether the issue of eternity is whether you will drink or not. And so you always have to flip it back when someone wants to argue. Is point is, did you drink it? Did you did, did did this cup did it change your life? Mm. Because this blood of Jesus, you know, we poured the water in it to begin to, to represent the when he was on the cross and his heart burst when they stabbed mm. him with a spear. Blood and water came out. That only happens when you your heart bursts. So it was a clear definition that Jesus Christ. Uh, he died on that cross. Mm-hmm. They buried him. And on the third day, as we begin to walk out here, <laughs> the rest of this, you'll see the story and through the scriptures that uh, he rose from the dead. And that alone is the evidence. You can find the, it's interesting, they said Muhammad, um, you know, stepped on that rock in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He ascended. But you can find his grave and his body's in it. You can't find the body of Jesus in his grave. Right. You, you can find any mm-hmm. other one you want to. There's no one that has been resurrected, that's saved. And, you know, for 2,000 years, if there's not enough mm-hmm. evidence there to show you that he's real, how many lives he's changed, the point is, I can tell you he's real because he's in my life. Yep. I've tasted and seen that he is good. Mm-hmm. changed my life. Mm-hmm. There's no better testimony than that. So. Yep. The fact to to want to take and drink all of this is a great joy mm-hmm. because I'm so thankful that he didn't in the Garden of Gethsemane go, nah, I can't do this. And when uh, he was praying, I mean, he asked God and referenced, he said, let this mm-hmm. cup pass from me. Yes. The, the cup of wrath that was about to be poured out. I mean, imagine what he endured for you. Mm. You think you, you can't approach him because you're too sinful or too whatever. Really? Because he didn't suffer enough for you? Mm-hmm. He did. Wow. It's That's more than right. enough. It's more than enough that he did for you. You know, our our uh, worship pastor, Thad, was sharing that you know he had this, uh, or he heard this, that somebody had a vision of Jesus walking toward them mm-hmm. and, and saying, hey, give me my stuff back. <laughs> And and they didn't know what that meant. And and Jesus kept saying, "Give me my stuff back." And when he finally got to him, Jesus said, "Hey, give me give me that shame. Give me give me my my guilt stuff that, you that, took for him. It's mine. I, I I died for that. You purchased that. Yeah, give it to me. Don't hold on to it. Can you imagine that he purchased your sin <laughs> with his life. Do you, do you get the symbol? Mm-hmm. Do you get the symbolism yep. of that? He purchased it. He owns it." 
you can't have it. And no matter how mm-hmm. bad you want to feel about it, you don't have the right to do that. If you have That's Jesus right. in your life, when you draw near to him, he's already purchased it. You have to give it back. So if you think how remarkable that is, and if you have that, why do you want to keep it to yourself? So invite somebody to church tonight. Invite somebody to church tomorrow. Invite somebody to church on Sunday. 80% of the people that get invited to church actually will go. Yep. They're just waiting for someone to ask. Don't make don't make this about yourself. Don't make it about your family tradition. Mm-hmm. Make it about somebody else because Amen. Jesus made it about everybody else. And made it about you. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. We're going to come back. Go to Facebook Live on Risenstein on the Facebook page or Victory on the Facebook page. Join us uh, like Philip has. Say, Philip. Uh, Lila has. Uh, Stephanie has. Lisa Ann and Alyssa and Michael and Mark. Thank you for, for tuning in this morning to a live Passover Seder on Victory 91.5.